Hello wonderful souls, Asena here, your globe-trotting storyteller, and I'm super excited to welcome you back to all stories. Today we're venturing to the enchanting Tulum in Mexico to dive into a conversation that's not just funny but deeply inspiring. Meet my friend Luis, a beacon of courage and laughter, navigating the labyrinth of love as a non-binary individual. In this captivating episode, Louise unfolds their unique journey from the hilariously wild escapades on dating apps like Grindr to the quest of lasting, authentic love. Louise tales are more than just laughter. They're a mirror reflecting the universal quest for connection and self-discovery. Amidst the mirror's anecdotes, Louise shares the challenges of embracing their identity and actually opening up to a conservative family. Join us for the next 60 minutes filled with laughter, tears, and moments that resonate with the core of the human experience. This isn't just a podcast, it's an invitation for you to explore love, identity, and the beauty of embracing your true self. So kick back, let your hair down, and get ready to be moved, inspired, and yes, for a good old laugh. <laughs> Louis Adventure is a reminder that no matter where you are on the map, the journey of love and self-discovery is a real treasure. Sit back, relax, and join us on this delightful 60 minutes adventure filled with pure joy and love. Let's dive in. This one's spicy. Yeah. No, he's a good guy. He's good. I'm still virgin, actually. Oh. <laughs> you are? I'm like 40. I'm the movie in itself. No. How, how old are you? I'm, You're I'm 28. Good. 28. Okay. How old are I'm you? 32. Mm. You also don't look like 32. <sighs> Feel like uh-huh. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after 30. Oh my gosh, prepare for this. Oh my god, don't it's hit me that. People change. tell me. Pe- People tell me all the time, like, Zanny, when you're 30, things change. I'm like, no, I don't want things to Especially be Especially if you had a good life, traveling, dancing, staying up late. It's all going to come at 30. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I believe my spirit is really young. And that's what people tell me as well. You look young. And I, I yeah, think you look younger like, than 28, actually. Yeah. And I think if you keep your mind healthy and everything else, you, you know, should, like, you should. also the number 30 doesn't scare me anymore. It did. <laughs> it did. Seriously. When I was like 26 and it was COVID, I felt so scared. Mm. But now I'm okay. No, I actually embraced it. Yeah. I was also scared, but at the same time, excited uh-huh. because I, I've noticed that People at 30, just most of them, yeah. or the, the good examples, they become wise, like stable, mm-hmm. you know, like emotionally or, or financially. Or, yeah. So I actually looked up for that. I, was yeah. like, oh, I want to have 30 now, you know, uh-huh. like a, to, be, to have like an actual peace of mind. Yeah. Um, so I embraced it that way. Like I did a very special birthday celebration. You did. And after that, I was happy. I was um, grateful and I was ready to be 30. And my body felt the change i don't know if it was because i actually embraced it mm-hmm. if that's a good or a bad thing but i do feel different yeah after 30. like 30 and 31st i just i just met a guy like three weeks ago he was from australia and he became 30 a mm-hmm. few weeks ago 
And he actually did a funeral on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Because it's pretty much what it feels. <laughs> to say goodbye to his 20s. And to no, start a 30. No. I found it so funny. No, it's true. I, I mean, depending really on, obviously, depends a lot on, on each person. Because there's people who don't care. Right? Exactly. If they are party animals, they will still be party animals. Exactly. But I mentally prepare for it. Because I did want to have a change you uh-huh. know I, I was like okay that's enough my 20s are done I'm a grown-up I yeah. want some other things in life yeah so I, sh- I want this and that to happen in my life yeah and you know what they say if you think it happens exactly so I actually got it just when I turned 30 yeah. both of them like wow I ask not ask I prepared myself to accomplish two things in my life and they both arrived when I was 30. You want to share what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ready for a relationship, like uh-huh. a, like a proper, formal relationship. Because, you yeah. know, I am the grinder guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only had two very short relationships. Good ones, but, you know, short and casual. Yeah. Nothing like, well, this, the, the first one was like that. The second one was started like that, but the guy went all serious and intense about it. You know, he was already planning the future oh, like wow. 20 years ahead uh-huh. and he wanted to sell things in order to for us to do something with the money as a couple and i was That's like not really Whoa. Mexican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i was like wow yeah. we have been dating like one month yeah that's crazy and i ran away from it so i said i think i'm ready for an actual you know real connection with someone and i did get it it's, it's over now okay. <laughs> well it was more than a year my first relationship was four months. Second relationship was three months. So that's why I said like... One year is yeah, quite Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. One year for me is like a Whoa. lifetime. The other one was getting like a, a manager position into a company. Because I've been working in, in the same industry, the mm-hmm. hotel industry for a long, long time. Five years ago, I was very good at my job. I was the best one and I was happy and I was, you know, like motivated. So I set my goal and I said, I want to be in that position before my 30s. If I don't get there by 30, that means I'm not that good. You know, mm-hmm. that, that means I'm not meant to be there. This is something stupid, but I always thought to myself, if you have more than 30 and you're still a receptionist, eh, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Because maybe you don't want to, and that's fine. But if you're actually looking to grow up in the same industry, mm-hmm. well, after 30 is harder. Young people is the one that is like exactly. looking and is willing to give up their own private personal lives in exchange of a good position or mm-hmm. money. You know? So that's what I, I said. And then yeah. I got it at the 30. When I just turned 30, two months later, oh they called me and uh, we're opening this new hotel. It was a huge hotel. Because before I, I, I told I always worked in huge hotels. Yeah, like I remember. Huge and ultra luxury, la 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 la. That's why I was like with this mindset. You know? mm-hmm. When I got called for this hotel, I was like, wow, yeah. it actually happened. And I started working there for a few months, quit that one because I didn't like it, and changed to another one with the same position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earning more money. And that's when I met this guy that I was a year with. That's so great. Searching for a whole other experience. But the magical thing is that I prepared at 30 for something that did happen. Yeah. So that's that's a cool thing. That's probably something I'm going to do too before I turn 30 in two years. Yeah, uh-huh. you can do your list. Just exactly, and... manifest what I want. Uh-huh. What you actually want. Exactly. Be careful with what you don't actually want. Yeah. Because you might get it or you will get it. Uh-huh. And that's dangerous when you don't 
want it truthfully. Mm. You know? Cause sometimes we say, Oh, I want a car. And then, then you got it. And then you're maybe not happy exactly. with it. No? Exactly. Especially if it's things, but even though like I got the relationship, which is good. Cause I wanted to experience myself mm. in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, Am I even capable of loving? Or, or <laughs> so I experienced myself, and it was amazing. Yeah, like to see myself into a serious monogamy relationship. relationship, being faithful, being dedicated to the relationship, uh. to the house, to the everything. Yeah, it made me just experience something new. Yeah, right. And I was really happy. That's wonderful. The relationship didn't work. You know, I I, I learned to separate. Obviously, the guy wasn't the right one. The moment probably wasn't the right one. Everything was not the correct mm. one for it to last. Mm. But at least... It lasted for a year. The year That's that lasted something. was very interesting for me to see myself in. Yeah. And that is the, the thing that I am grateful for. That I got the chance to see myself in a relationship. Yeah. And, and you said, like, before you were the grinder guy, no? Like, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh -huh. And it, When I was in the in the relationship, it's hard for me to you know say I'm not the kind of guy anymore. Just obviously, I'm always thinking you know like oh let's open right. That's it. No no no. I'm in a relationship. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was like that. Yeah, it was like that. Or it was really hard oh, let's go out, and then I was starting to get uh, tipsy, and ooh, that guy's hot. <laughs> But I was with my guy, you know, and it's like whoa, no, 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 no. Oh it's my hard. God. It's hard to transition. Yeah. From something you have done for more than 10 years yeah after doing it just a few months you know? yeah, yeah, like the yeah. first time we went out it was like why are you looking to other people like that you know like like what like like, like you're flirting and, and searching <laughs> for people like what the hell like, i'm here uh -huh. like, oh no that's the way i look <laughs> like, come on no one looks <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was really hard not to use Grinder anymore. Totally. Crazy. I have totally. those friends too. Oh, <laughs> so much jealous. I'm sorry. Oh, we're talking about Grinder. Which is a, a funny topic per se, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's my life, honey. I'm retired Grinderella. I'm a retired Grinderella. So, But yeah. no, so really interesting. You used to be a real Grinder guy. I used to be every day off I would just turn it on and see who's there okay hey hi come on yeah hey yeah. let's fuck go outside after fucking he would just leave and like hey hi you you up to sex yes location I'll be there in five he was there in five <laughs> <And then laughs> just randomly entering my my department yeah and saying hey hey started kissing fucking yeah. and then well thank you bye bye And was never and more like that. It was always like well, most of them. But I've had I fell in love with one the grinder people, and it was amazing at the beginning. Obviously, yeah. It ended up weirdly because <laughs> I was living here actually in Playa del Carmen, and uh, we had this perfect summer love. You know, like oh. we met here and mm -hmm. we went out to the beach and to a coral reef tour and spending wow. days in cenotes and traveling together and like fucking every day it was <laughs> yeah it was cool he was from poland uh -huh. and he was interesting and he was a world traveler and he was a nomad you know like he was 
working nomad, in digital yeah. nomad, working and living abroad. Everything, everything went well. He he actually traveled to live, to visit Guanajuato, mm -hmm. which is close to my home. So when I came back after here, I actually went to Guanajuato. Oh, but before leaving Playa Carmen to move back to my hometown, one of my colleagues from college, he was living in France, and he came to visit my best friend who was living with me, and he was totally changed. And he uh -huh. was super hot now. And I was like, wait, you, I, I do remember you, but you weren't looking like this. And he was like, oh, you know, H. <laughs> you know, like, girl, <laughs> you're like doable now. <laughs> so we actually got, you know, yeah, things together, and it was cool. It was actually great, and he wanted more than just sex. Mm. So we started actually having a kind of a relationship, but mm -hmm. long distance because he went to, he went back to Guanajuato because mm -hmm. he is from like little town close to Guanajuato. We kept the relationship when I traveled back to to actually move. In my hometown, I went to see him. Things didn't work out there. I don't know why. Maybe mm. it's because he, it was we were now in our like society, mm. and I guess you blend, you mm. know, and you 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 become maybe a little bit more shy exactly. or something. So it didn't work out. So when I went to visit him, I also went to visit the other guy, uh -huh. so <laughs> the, the like Poland, two... the Polish guy. Uh huh. And then I went to Europe actually to travel like like in. Uh, as a backpacker for like three months, I went to India and stayed there for wow. a month. And la la la, it was like a great, amazing experience. Uh -huh. And when I was there, I was in 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 Brussels, you know, like chilling in a park, looking at the sunset. And I got my phone and I got into the Instagram stories, and I saw them together in the supermarket. The Polish, the Polish, and the French guys. <laughs> You're kidding. And they were in Brussels at the same time, like no, in in I was in Brussels oh, and Guanajuato. they were in Guanajuato. And I was like, what? Oh my god! And I texted them separately. Yeah, like, excuse me. Uh -huh. But obviously they didn't know I. You were like uh -huh, in, in the middle, exactly. So I texted like, sent the picture to one, and I said, oh, I know this guy. He's my friend. And he was like, yeah, I just met him, and we're hanging out. To the Polish guy, I said that because. We weren't like in a relationship or something. Yeah. And to the Mexican guy who lived in France, I said, I said something more because we didn't have a, like a good end. Yeah. So I said like, oh, I actually was dating this guy, uh -huh. and he was like, well, <laughs> no. oh my god, no way! <laughs> I felt really, really bad. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I and think then, that those are the moments that led me to say, "Girl, you're being a hoe." You know, yeah. Like this. This kind of things happen because you are causing in them, right? Yeah. Like you were dating both of them at the same time. Of so it's course. not cool. And uh -huh. if they are dating together now and you are the one left behind, yeah. it's just life. And they actually met, I'm not sure if they met in, in Grindr or something, but they say something about uh, something really ridiculous like a book club or something. I was uh -huh. like, oh, who goes to book clubs? Like, is, is that re really happening in one of what they said? Yes. So. <laughs> So oh I was just like, yeah, it's karma, you know. You it's never met fine. them again, right? No, 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 no. I never talked yeah. to any of them. I was 27 back then. But that's when, when my mind started bending and changing and saying, like, yeah. well, this is what you get for play, being playing for, for with fire, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's when I started looking to myself. Uh -huh. Like, 
what are you doing to like do you really want love or someone who you know like a, an actual partner who yeah. looks for you and loves you or you want to keep playing with other people's heart and exactly. your own right? exactly because you got hurt too exactly and yeah. Yeah, that's, I think in that travel is when I started thinking like okay maybe when I come back and I'm 30 yeah I need to be someone more mature and someone uh -huh. who doesn't want to play with anyone else or yeah or also like energetic energetical uh, typically speaking when you fuck with someone who you don't even know I mean mm -hmm. you, you After he goes, you're drained. Exactly. You're just like, uh -huh. even worse than you were before. And that happened to me all the time. All the time. Maybe when I was young, young, it didn't happen to me because mm -hmm. I was excited. And after 25, after doing that for a long time, mm. I become really aware drained. of that. Yeah, like, I feel really bad when they leave. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like, like my day's ruined. Really? You know, especially because I was trying to do it early like in the morning so I could just you know get it off my list and then just go to the supermarket or to the beach or to actually see a, seeing a friend yeah or something well that's almost like an addiction then no? exactly exactly I think I was addicted that was that, that's why I said I was a grinderella <laughs> I was yeah. like a queen of grind. <laughs> oh my god yeah and I I did treat it as, a, as an addiction yeah so I, you needed to have a grinder person a day before you could actually start your day exactly, right exactly it was something like you know let's just do it yeah so we can continue with other things and important yeah. things because otherwise it's gonna be like all the all day in my mind like oh yeah at what time because i was actually you know like struggling to with the agenda of my days off okay so i'm gonna go to i don't know like supermarket laundry la la and then i'm meeting this but at, at what time then i'm gonna accommodate grinder is gonna be and they're, they're going, i'm ready are you here oh no i'm so sorry i had to run with my friend and I'm, we're just gonna have lunch so we can meet up in two hours no i i can't oh no i'm so sorry you know and it was stressful oh my god it's ridiculous it sounds it, like a lot of stress looking on your phone all the time and trying to manage it every exactly. single day it's like and, and not managing one guy managing at But least several. five or six exactly at the same day at the same, At the same time, to see which one was actually Available. coming. Exactly. <gasps> I wouldn't lose the possibility just in case someone said no, right? Yeah. Or like, oh, yes, we will see you there at four. Maybe he is not going to come. Yeah. So I, I'll have a plan B at 4.30. If the four one comes, okay, I'll cancel the four. Oh, my God. Yeah. But was... how would you feel if you had a day without anyone? Were there days like that in general? Yeah, there were. <laughs> you don't look happy <laughs> there were this kind of dates no 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 no. i've been i mean after 18 that i moved out from my parents house i've always been alone and i love it uh -huh. i love spending time with myself you know with music and cleaning the house watching something dancing i used to do like a lot of filming myself mm -hmm. and uploading any random thing that happened uh -huh. in my room you know like a great song that I love, I would uh -huh. just dance to it. Uh -huh. And I upload myself Beautiful. dancing. And people would just, would just comment on it. Yeah. Like, ha, 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 or fucking crazy. Or uh -huh. my really good friends, they're super uncool with me. Not not uncool, but they're, they're heavy. They're mean. Uh -huh. You know, they're like, oh, oh you I look like it. a lesbian. Uh -huh. You look like uh, an old lady. Oh, your your teeth are need a bra. Or uh -huh. Something like that. <laughs> Because they're like very so good cool. friends that they will just say this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the kind of things that I do or I used to do a lot when 
I didn't have this. No, I think it's it's about the energy. Where mm. where does your energy goes for that day? So if if I was having a good morning and doing things that I like, and then so the energy kept flowing. Mm. So by the end of the day, it was maybe four or five, and oh, I didn't need it. Uh, grinder hookup, no? mm -hmm. and maybe I'm meeting a friend at six, mm. so I should just get dressed and leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of days like that that are now my reality, my yeah. day to day, which I love. Yeah. And now that I have a dog for the first time ever, uh -huh. my life has changed a lot. And this is the kind of thing that I thought about myself when I would become thirty. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm gonna be a dad. If it's not gonna be a baby, it's gonna be a dog. And I need to be able to be a responsible mm. dog owner. So, yeah. So, crazy. You had a lot, a lot, a lot of kind of experiences then. Do you yes. know, like, approximately how many guys you date? <laughs> <laughs> I would say less than 100. Okay. Not that crazy. Oh, wow. I actually met a guy uh -huh. in San Cristobal. He was, like, the face of the gay community, you know? And he had a body count of thousand five hundred uh-huh wow yes wow he's no, also no, no. 42 no. 43 and he was like uh you you saw him every single day he was a manager of a hostel as well. okay <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> wait that means it's a thing <laughs> you just started <laughs> you know the funny thing or the the interesting thing is that all those almost hundred people came in only like in a Mm. From the 20 to 30, even after 30, because yeah, I started like grinding like at 21, mm -hmm. like my first experiences. So the peak will mm -hmm. be like 22, maybe three or four, five, six, seven, and that's mm -hmm. it. You know, like only four years maybe were the ones that actually I was, you know, every week mm -hmm. at least. So it wasn't every day, it was just my day off. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. But yeah. And yeah. using so much grinder, did you always feel safe with the people you met, or did you ever have like a? Bad I had experience? my strategies that were always inviting them to my place, uh -huh. so I could you know look into the window, see who's coming, like have this filters. Mm -hmm. um, also letting my best friends know, mm -hmm. like this guy's coming, picture, location. Oh everything. wow! Okay. I did have, I do have terrible experiences. Yes. Really bad ones. Not like, you know, really, really bad. The, 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 the hardest one, I, and I shared it in my podcast, was actually my first one. <laughs> Your very first grinder date? My very first grinder date was in Brazil. I was living there. And because I, that was like the first city that I could do grinder without anyone recognizing me, right? Because this is, this is a thing in grinder. Mm -hmm. Not everyone wants to show their face. Yeah. So if you don't show the face, it's like harder or just pointless because, at least for me, because if you don't show the face, or I, I won't waste my energy, you know, going to a park or going to a, the meetup place and then just finding out that I don't like you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, oh, mm -hmm. or, or you coming to my place and saying, I won't say, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't mm -hmm. like you. No. If you don't show the face, it's going to be hard. And I was a kind of, person that I wouldn't show the face, you know, because I was in my hometown or I was in Guanajuato where mm. everyone knows everyone. Each other. So, so first place that I lived abroad or away from home was Brazil, mm. Rio de Janeiro. You know, Rio de Janeiro is the perfect place to go oh to, to become a home. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Although I was really uh, insecure of myself, I was really, really fat and, you know, I, I didn't have any 
like uh, coolness on me. I, uh-huh. I I didn't felt comfortable with my clothes, oh, wow. with my body, with my face, with my. I was wearing glasses. I was my hair was like curlier, and I didn't like myself at all. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, I was like, I can finally be my. You know, like me. Myself. I can finally be myself. I can finally be gay. I can finally be a hoe. Uh-huh. I can finally just. Do whatever you do want. Do whatever I want and see what happens. Uh-huh. But that first time, yeah, um, I was talking to a really cute guy, obviously Brazilian. And he said, yeah, can I come over? And I was like, of course. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, like, please. I was like, he was one years. And he came in and it was totally different. Oh, yeah. It was super fun. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. That doesn't look like you. Probably, yes, but, you know, with 20, 25 kids yeah. more. So like, uh, I don't know what to do. He was still cute. So like, eh. and I was also fat. So uh-huh. why would I, you know, like, oh, no, you're fat. That's disgusting. <laughs> you are fat too. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so like, meh. Uh-huh. Okay, he's here. But then he said, do you mind if, if a friend joins? You know, like, oh, um, I've never been into a threesome or anything crazy. But I guess not. Uh-huh. And he said, okay, I'll text him the location. Sure. So a couple of minutes later, this enormous black guy comes <laughs> <laughs> in. And I'm like, that's your friend? Uh-huh. He was like, yes. This friend, without a word, he just came in, take his shoes off, his clothes, his huge dick. Uh-huh. So said, it's not okay, who's gonna be the bottom? And I, I was like, him. <laughs> and he was like, what? You said you were bottoming when I was only me. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna bottom that thing. And he was oh like, my god. Uh, well, I, I'm not really a bottom guy, so I, I don't feel comfortable. And the, the black huge guy said, like, I didn't come here to waste my time. He grabbed him by the neck and just put him in this position. And he started trying to, you know, get it in. And I was like, oh my oh God, what's my going God. on? And we were the three of us in, the, in my bed. And I was like, fuck, what's going on? And he tried and tried and tried. and It didn't work. Couldn't. And then he forced himself in. And there was blood. <gasps> and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I started crying. I didn't say a word. I was just like... <sighs> What am I doing here? Well, this is my house. What are they doing here? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, should I call the police? Should I run? No, this is your house. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So what just did, you do? did it. And then he was like, okay, you're next. And I was like, hell no. Uh-huh. You're both out of here. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, fuck it. And they were super mad. And they just left and grabbed their things. They barely get dressed. And the bleeding guy, he was just all right with... No, he... he he was trying to pretend he liked it. You know, like, oh, no, it's everything fine. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my And he God. was like, no, it's fine. And I was like, yeah, it's fine because you invited him, not me. So I was like, sorry. So I just closed my door with, yeah. locked it. And I went directly to the shower and I started crying. I just sat in my, in, my, oh my in my shower and crying, crying, crying. After a while... I came out and I called my one of, well my best friend there that I met in Brazil. It was a girl, and I said, "Can you come over?" Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, "Yeah, something happened." Yes, 
She came in and well, we just hang out for the rest of the night. So that was my first time. <laughs> I don't know why I came back to it. Oh my god! Yeah. I think after this experience, I <laughs> never would have done that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what. Why I still kept doing it? Well, maybe because I wasn't the one. You know, exactly, like, you didn't have the bad experience. You exactly. only saw the I best saw things it. happening, yeah, yeah. and I cleaned my sheets. <laughs> and I washed it. I saw. Oh I watched it, and I washed it. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. No. And then the one after your second grinder hookup was better. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was there, still in the same app. In, I mean, in Brazil, uh-huh. and it was just cool. Then I met another guy. It was after after there everything was you know some some guys are weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we didn't even talk. Uh-huh. We, we were just talking talk. and like eh, we don't feel the connection. Okay, bye. Yeah, that's that's, that's happening as well sometimes in grinder that you yeah. need. Mm, sometimes you do fuck just to get it done. Yeah, that's why you, you don't talk or you uh-huh. don't. There's a lot of people that do it so often and just because of the addiction uh-huh. that they don't talk and they don't kiss this really weird and uncomfortable mm. you know because if you don't kiss while having sex it's just like it's just like strange the sake of, yeah, yeah like dogs uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but grinder yeah. first place really is to meet and fuck right like it's it's only to fuck yeah. yeah it's not a dating app it's not a getting to know each other app uh-huh. going out for an ice cream no it's basically designed fuck yeah and yeah after that i i had i, I do have another one that is crazy it was <laughs> i was share? talking to yes of course i was, <laughs> <to share. laughs> what I was, was living here in um puerto morelos uh-huh. and i was talking to this mature guy but he was quite handsome mm-hmm. and his pictures looked okay he sent his dick pic and i was like Ooh, nice one like it like it so i said yeah why not and he come over i i had my door open like just a tiny bit to uh-huh. to see when he was uh, he said he was coming in a car uh-huh. so i said like i'm gonna spy a little he gets off his car immediately on the back of the of the car he takes like this grandpa thing you know like how do you call no, those things i don't know how to, to call walk them you know like English. this four uh-huh. I was like, what? <laughs> and then he just rolls. And he was like <laughs> rolling the apartment. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? And he comes in, hi, how are you? Good. I look at him and he was uh-huh. wearing socks that are for like diabetes people. You know, like um, he was wearing these socks and I was like, what the hell? I'm like, fuck. So he sat down, we were talking. We shared like a beer or something. And I was just, you know, thinking like, should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? But he was actually, you know, interesting and kind, yeah. and and we were laughing and having a good time. And I was like, I'm just not sure I want to do this. Oh but my god! Let's just get it done. Uh-huh. And the addiction was, like, was calling. Exactly. Uh-huh. He was like, "Shall we go to your room?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" Why and not? Exactly. Oh my gosh, it was good. Uh-huh. Actually, the last part when he was about to come, it was just weird as fuck because he was old and uh-huh. he was kind of weak, you know, because yeah. diabetes and la. So he was like. Almost when he was trying to... Have you heard, Have you seen the videos of the turtles fucking? No, I haven't. <laughs> you should. They're amazing. Well, this was him. And I'm like, oh my God, is he dying? Oh my God, he's going to die. Oh my God, he's going to die. Fuck. 
And you're like, <laughs> and just on down. top of me. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Is he dead? Oh my god. I can't even lift him. Uh-huh. He's very heavy. He was actually not fat, but you know, this old he people's like belly. belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Like, hello? Um, sir? <laughs> you know, because I was like, Mister, 23. would you mind? <laughs> I'm here. I'm still here. And then I, I, I felt him breathing. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. He's, not, he's not actually dead. And he was like, oh, that was so cool. Thank you so much. And I was like, you're welcome. And then he said, yeah, you know, it's hard for me at my age and my condition to actually fuck with someone and someone as good looking as you. And I was like, oh, come on. Oh. I've always had this low self-esteem, you know? Yeah. I don't see myself as a beautiful person. I don't see myself as a thin person. I always want to be thinner. I always want, I always want to look Better. handsome. Mm-hmm. You are handsome. Uh, self-esteem problems. So he said that, and I was like, oh, you know, like flattered. And I was like, mm-hmm. you. He said, like, yeah, especially after cancer. And I was like, and you know, I got, he started telling me all his cancer process. Yeah. It was just too much. He said, like, I lost half of my face and I got reconstructed all my, like, teeth and my, um, Haldar and everything. I was like, oh my Jesus. God. And he was sharing everything. He was with sharing you. everything. It's just being on top of me still. <laughs> and I was like, can you just move? Uh, yeah, so that's another oh one. It was God. really creepy. Really, I mean, it, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was just too much. It was just weird. Uh-huh. You know, it was like, oh. Yeah, I think those are the ones that... Was that also the oldest guy you ever had sex with? Yes. Yeah. It was like 64. Something 64 like when yeah. you were like in your 20s, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, he was one of the... the Latest, actually, he was, I was like twenty. I was like twenty four, twenty five, uh-huh. just in the peak. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah Did you yeah, also yeah. date like a really young guy? No. Well, once that one of the last, which was two years ago, he was nineteen or twenty, uh-huh. and I was already 30, 30, 31, I think. Yeah, I felt like you know for the first time because uh-huh. I've, I've always been the young one, and I was like, it was an interesting thing yeah. because. The way he talked to me as, you know, someone older uh-huh. and the questions he did was the kind of questions I used to do or I still do to yeah. older people. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, so this guy's looking at me like an old person. <laughs> Whoa, no, I'm the young one. You know, like, wow. So for me, that was the interesting part. Like yeah. Being aware mm-hmm. that now I wasn't, you know, like, I'm not 21 anymore. Yeah. I'm not 22. I'm not 23. I'm 31. Uh-huh. So I'm the old guy now. I'm like, wow, interesting. And yeah, and I think that, that he's the youngest. Mm-hmm. The oldest was that guy. Yeah. When I was 22, I was living in China and I get into with a guy of 44. Mm-hmm. And that was the oldest in that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple That's... of years later, 64. Wow. <laughs> I hope my mom never listens to this. She doesn't speak English, so that's fine. <laughs> you oh never know what God. AI does, right? He can translate it. But she knows that. Um, no, or like, no, 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 no. No, they don't know anything about me. Like, really? They know a lot of my daily yeah. happening, but not this kind of thing. You know, yeah. Because they are like religious. And, oh, wow. Um, so back home, you're also like known as a heterosexual guy? Mm-hmm. 
I used to be yes until yeah. two years ago only. You only told them two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 crazy. It was an interesting change. Third, the thirty did, yeah. did this to me as well because this is this is the third time I I was thinking that it was three times. What was the other one? Third time that I asked myself or the universe to give me was acceptance, mm-hmm. acceptance and being able to express myself and. You know, being myself in in the actual way because all the time I all, all my life until twenty nine mm-hmm. I thought I was a cisgender gay What's person that? that I thought I was man uh-huh. that liked men you mm-hmm. know like a regular gay mm-hmm. man cisgender means you are okay with your body and you're mm-hmm. being a man you know? mm-hmm. or you you are a cisgender girl mm-hmm. I, I, I guess, but then at 29, I had this realization that I was never like that. Mm-hmm. It will sound silly, but it was because of a Netflix TV show that is called Queer Eye, mm-hmm. where this Jonathan Van Ness presents himself as he is, and I love the show mm-hmm. because of the show. Mm-hmm. But watching him was like, wow, he, whoa, 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 whoa! No, he started like. I felt a direct connection to him, mm-hmm. and I felt represented somehow mm-hmm. by him. He's a queer gender mm-hmm. person, and he expressed himself totally queer, mm-hmm. which I felt in love immediately. So episode by episode, I was like, I just want to be him. Uh-huh. Like I, I feel like I am him. Uh-huh. You know. So I, I started researching, and I before I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. the queer gender, about the non-binary, about mm-hmm. all these kind of things. Because I was okay being a gay man, you know, like I'm a man that likes men. Mm-hmm. But after reading all of that and watching him and reading about the non-binary world and uh, the queer gender, I was like, fuck, I feel so connected to it. Mm-hmm. Like I can relate everything I'm reading to myself. Mm-hmm. So that's when I said, before, when I thought I was cisgender, I always had this thought that I don't need or I don't have to come out of the closet with my family. Yeah. Because it's, it's something you don't have to. It's like, mm-hmm. why? It's mm-hmm. like coming to them to say, oh, I need to tell you something. Yeah. I don't like chocolate ice cream. <laughs> I only like, when, like you know, yeah, I don't ridiculous. like red color. Uh-huh. I only like... <laughs> like... Why would you do that? Exactly. So you don't have to say... Anything. In that serious way that mm-hmm. you like men it's just like mom dad this is my boyfriend and it's yeah. obvious that i like men no yeah, yeah, yeah. or just look at me uh-huh. right or like you're my parents uh-huh. you should be the ones asking me like are you fucking gay or what yeah and they never did because you know religion religion and conservatory life so when i felt that way i was like okay this is something that i do need to say mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to live my true self, it's going to be a huge change for them. Exactly. Because I can't hide um, nails. nails, makeup. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not wearing makeup now, but I do wear makeup. Yeah. Like, so, I said, there's not a way that I can hide just it hide dresses or heels. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's not something I, I could just... If they see me, it's not like, oh, no, I'm not wearing them. Mm-hmm. I see them. No, you're imagining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, just a fact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I said, like, okay, I must. So I prepared myself. I said, when I'm 30, I'm going to have the 
goals to talk about who I really am. Mm-hmm. And I grow them, <laughs> mm-hmm. finally, at 30. And I did sat with them. And How I, did they react? It was the whole um, typical reaction, the whole cliche. Yeah. You know, like, oh, why? What did we do wrong? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted grandchildren. Do you want to be a woman? Why do you want to be a woman? You know, and I even printed it, the information. Like oh, I gave them each one of them. We can like, I, it was my sister, my brother, my mom, my dad, my um, brother-in-law. Uh-huh. So like, okay, this is for you. Read it, uh-huh. and I have something to tell you. I've been feeling this way, and now I want you to tell. I want you to know that I don't feel as a man anymore. Mm-hmm. And I relate more to a non-binary mm-hmm. um, gender, and um, I know it's a new thing for you. It it is a new thing for me as well. That's why I print this information. Please, mm. uh, these are references to <laughs> what is being a, a non-binary person or a gender queer. And my dad didn't even look at it. He was like, "So what wow. do you mean?" And I was like, well, I mean that I don't label things. Yeah. Uh, things are not for girls or for men. They're just things. Mm. Colors are not for men or for clothes, everything, fabrics, uh, shoes, bags, hats, nails, mm. makeup, eyebrows. It's everything is you. not for a uh, beard. It's not for girls or not for, for men. It's just what it is. Mm. And I do feel comfortable wearing women's clothes because I don't see them as women's clothes. I mm. see them as clothes mm-hmm. that I can wear. And I feel comfortable having a beard and having makeup mm. because for me, they don't fight each other. Exactly. And I feel comfortable wearing men's clothes with long nails and colorful things. Mm. And that's when they sell this drama so things. And blah, 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 blah. Mm. My brother-in-law is a psychologist. Mm. So he did help me a lot. Mm-hmm. In that conversation, and, and he was like supporting you a lot, yes, right? Okay. With the with the perfect words, you know, because uh-huh. he's a psychologist. Yeah. So he he listened, and then he just he said, "I'm not part of the family, like uh-huh. you know, like blood in the blood way, but I will tell you something. To do this requires a lot mm. of courage, mm. and if he's here telling this to you." That means he actually cares for you, and he mm. loves you, and he cares what you think. Mm-hmm. And it's only natural to love him back because he's not going to change inside, although he wants to express himself in a different way. Mm. But they were still like, "But why do you want to be a woman?" Uh, what I see here is a woman, and I was like, "That's not a woman. He has a beard mm-hmm. and like chest hair and mm-hmm. arm hair." Like, he doesn't have boobs, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't want to be a, a, a woman. Oh, well, I see a, a boy that wants to dress as a woman. So, by the end of it, after talking a while, they were like, it's fine, you know, mm-hmm. like, whatever. And yeah, now we, we're having a great relationship. <clears throat> you do? That's great. Uh, That's obviously, awesome. it's not, like, perfect, yeah. but it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom, my mom came to visit last year, mm-hmm. and we even went to the Pride Parade together. You did. So for me, that's like a win, yeah. right? Not with my dad. It's another story. Yeah. This year in August is the first time that I went back home uh-huh. with nails. And he just looked at them and didn't say it. Yeah. You know, nothing bad. Nothing mm-hmm. good. Just whoop. That's already great. Huh? Exactly. For me, that, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a win. Because otherwise, he would be like, 
you know, yeah. what the hell are you wearing or la la. Which is like, mm-hmm. so how have you been? Mm-hmm. Like, Great. I'm so happy for you. Everything Thank is a you. learning process, right? Yes. And I think like, okay, for parents who are really traditional, conservative, of course, it's a shock mm-hmm. at the at the beginning, but then you just only have to learn, you know, and I don't know, maybe say the right, right words or maybe make them to understand what it means for you. And just be patient with them as well. Exactly. This is something new for them. Exactly. It's like when we get older, I don't know, our, mm. our children will want to date a robot. <laughs> Who knows? Or a dog. Who knows? Yeah. It's just like the yeah. most important thing for parents should be that kids should are happy, right? Exactly. And if you're happy, you know, being they dressed should. however you are, then let it be. Yeah. So, so it's super great. It's a happy ending, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm here, yeah. living the dream. I feel stable, uh-huh. which was the thing that I asked for. Yeah. I feel happy. I feel that everything is falling in the right position. Yeah. And I have a great, amazing project for next year. Yeah. That I'm totally happy about it. What is and it? And it's opening my own hotel. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to be the owner, but the owner is one of my best friends. Yeah. Who just passed away this year. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. It's, it's, it's fine. And um, I thought the project was dead as well. But after six months, mm-hmm. after he was gone... You know, I, I moved my life. Mm. I was like, it's fine. And but no, this vacation that I went home, his family reached reached out to me, and they said, I I didn't know them mm. because my friend always used to come here, and we used mm. to travel together. We went to Israel mm. and Jordan together, and we were this more like traveling traveler bodies. Yeah. Uh, so they reached out to me, and we sat in the same coffee where we sat the first time mm-hmm. to make the project of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And they said, we wanted to meet you because when he was very ill, we told him like, okay, you can leave. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding the hotel, his older brother said, I think it's also going to end because mm-hmm. we don't know anything about hotels and it was your project. So I guess that's what's gonna happen after. And she said, no, 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 don't worry. Contact Lewis. He'll, mm. he'll do everything. And they were like, who? <laughs> and he was like, Lewis. And he gave his own password to them. Yeah. So just, oh, and, wow. And he turned to his little sister and he said, learn everything you can from him. Oh my god. And Congrats make it successful. Fun. Yeah. So they said we want to go all the way with you. Whatever you said, we're gonna mm. be behind you. And the project is yours because you created created it with him. Mm. And we want to honor that. Yeah. And I was just this is the craziest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. And this obviously this year. I wasn't expecting expecting that. Mm. I, I quit my last job. Because it was super toxic. It was yeah. this ultra luxury hotel. Super, super, super toxic. Just quit it and I went back home, you know, to heal, mm. see my family, to connect with my friends, my old mm. friends, nature. I love nature back there. Mm. I told you about Michoacan and mm-hmm. Querétaro. And I was actually in, I was in the airport when Jimmy talked to me about 
coming here mm. and they talked to me about the meeting. So it was magical, you know, mm. it was super, super, super magical. I'm so grateful for it because I, I resigned, I quit my past job without mm. any plan. You know, I was mm. just sick of it. Mm. I was like, fuck this shit, yeah. it's too much. And I left it and then on my way home, mm. two beautiful, amazing things happened and I was like, yeah. wow. That, that's that's something that's so great and you know like at the beginning of our conversation you were telling me the story about how you mistreat or like how you behave towards this Polish and Mexican guy you know mm -hmm. and how it came back to you and now you're doing good things mm -hmm. right things and good things come back to you as well I think I'm not sure when I started probably was my trip to Europe I'm not sure mm. to India especially because Europe it was more you know, as a backpack. I was just mm -hmm. walking, see one amazing thing to the other. They didn't have like a, anything special. But India, for as cliche as it sounds, it, it does create great things. Especially because I went to this little, little town called Oroville. And I stayed there for a month. I met amazing people. Like, mm, wow. People that I would say, like, are you even real? Uh -huh. You know, people so connected to themselves, to nature, to everything they do, mm -hmm. so present, mm -hmm. which is something really rare to find. Mm. Even when you have been there, like mm. when I was there, I was present. Mm. At the same time, I wasn't, you know, because mm -hmm. when you're not used to be present, you don't know how to be present, mm -hmm. even though you are, because mm. everyone else is. So you're like doing the same things, and you do feel like I felt completely different to what I feel normally like in the Western culture. Mm -hmm. But I was also feeling this anxiety of, you know, we're always thinking of what's, what's next, mm -hmm. you know, what's, what, what's next, what's next. So I was all the time fighting between the I'm here mm -hmm. and where am I going to be. Because mm -hmm. that, that's the way they create us in this, mm -hmm. in this culture. So it was really hard for me to actually enjoy not mm. doing anything because I wasn't doing anything you know mm. I was just like going to meditations and yoga mm. and Parayatu and eating mm. and going to coffees and having walks and looking at the sunset mm. and listening to someone in the hostel playing guitar mm. so it was just being uh -huh. you know, existing and still I was like Oh yes, but I need to. It doesn't yeah, like when I come home or tomorrow or uh. crazy things like that. But when I came back here, I was a different person mm. because somehow I did learn to be a little, at least a little bit more chill, mm. calm, present. And the thing I like most about it is is that I somehow learned to see everything from the big picture, mm -hmm. which I think is one of the greatest things you can learn and practice in life mm -hmm. because now you can see a problem and you can be fully in or caught in the problem right mm -hmm. and you think it's the worst thing mm -hmm. you can get into a fight or you can suicide or you can do stupid or crazy or random or extreme things mm -hmm. because you're thinking on the now in the bad way and mm -hmm. it, this is it mm -hmm. no, this is the, the, the worst or this is the best or this is but when you see it as as a big picture, you always think it's just the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just gonna pass as yeah. everything. The good and the bad. Like if, if it's good, you say like I'm being so happy. In five minutes I won't because mm -hmm. 
whatever is making you happy right now, it might end in five or one hour or two or oh, five hours. So exactly. So I better just enjoy it because I'm already there. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, I'm seeing myself from tomorrow or yeah. in 10 years. I actually do the exercise not that close. I always see myself like in at least a year. Uh -huh. I think of this moment in, one in year. a year. Yeah. If it's bad, it always makes me laugh. Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, in a year you will be like, what? Mm. If it's good, in a year you will be like, oh, I was so great. Exactly. And that makes me live more yeah. relaxed than people. And this is something that everyone who's working with me always tells me. Like, yeah. I love how if it's a problem, you don't get into the problem. Yeah. You see the solution and you, you just say like, yeah, 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 whatever. Next. Mm. And if it's a good thing, you enjoy it. You laugh. No, you, you do noise. Mm. You you want more, if, you know. And, and mm. I think that is wow, one of the greatest so things beautiful. that being an adult it actually is. means. <laughs> Thank you so much for this lesson Thank that you, you learned in sharing with. Thank you for having me. Thank of for, course, I think that's for not interviewing me because <laughs> <laughs> I for didn't even know. I didn't even know this already started. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's been thank so you. great. Thank, thank you, you so for much. everything. Yeah, really, you, you're an amazing person. Like despite of all that, I find <laughs> you really are such an amazing, open thank person, you. such a good heart. Thank you. I, I really try to pass it on. Yeah. that's I think my new goal, uh, mm -hmm. and I think that is what we should do. All yeah. of us, the good things, just pass them on, yeah, share them, exactly. which is what you're doing, sharing. Maybe the good, also the bad, but sharing. Sharing exactly. is important because someone might be out there needing mm. to hear this kind of things. Exactly. Right? So That's what I feel. It's important too. because I wish I, I could hear this when I was younger. Younger, like mm. at least five years ago. Oh, when you need ago. it. But yeah. But at least this, this, I don't know how to say it, this um, easily put, you know, mm. like I, I, I think the things I've learned, I just put them like in front. Yeah. very clearly oh. because now I can see them from exactly. the big picture <laughs> yeah, thank you so thank much you it is my pleasure alright as we wrap up this delightful journey with Luis I'm intrigued dear listeners what stories have shaped your path to embrace your authentic self any intriguing escapades from the world of dating apps your experiences are gems and waiting to be shared. Drop me a line on Instagram and let's keep the conversation alive. Louis' journey was a roller coaster of emotions and I'm eager to hear your stories as well. I hope Louis' narratives brought joy and inspiration to your heart just as they did for me. And always remember to stand proudly in your truth, prioritizing your happiness above all else. Life is an adventure meant for self-discovery. And of course, a sincere thank you for being part of this enchanting episode. Your presence not only keeps this podcast alive, but also contributes to the rich tapestry of global stories to reach your ears. And of course, to stay updated on more transformative tales, hit that subscribe button for Hostel Stories on your preferred podcast platform. And as we part ways now, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep living your most extraordinary life. The world is vast and your potential knows no bounds. 
safe travels to all of you. May your journey be adorned with bonds of joy and endless inspiration. Until we meet again, bye bye. Thank you.